Welcome to the Twinkle Trainee to ECT podcast. My name's Simeon. I was a teacher for eight years. I was a maths lead. I was an NQT mentor back when it was NQT. I taught in Key Stage 1 and Key Stage 2. And I'm just really passionate about helping teachers begin their career on the right foot. And hello, I'm Ashley. I am also a former primary school teacher. I worked in predominantly Key Stage 2 in Year 4 and Year 5. And I also have experience of working as an LSA on a one-to-one basis um, throughout every year in the school. Um, And yeah, we're just here to help, really. We just want to get you confident going into those classrooms. Now, today's topic is personal statements. We're going to be talking about how you can send your personal statements to us for a bit of feedback. We're going to be giving you our top tips and we have a very exciting mock interview giveaway as well today. Just before that, Ashley, we'll let you know how you can get in touch with us on social media. Yeah, so you can find us on every social media channel, really. On Facebook, you can find us at Twinkle Training Teachers, or alternatively, you can find us on our Twinkle ECTs and NQTs page. On Instagram, you can find us at Twinkle Training Teachers, and it's the same name, Twinkle Training Teachers, on TikTok. On Twitter, you can message us at any time, and it is at Trainee Twinkle. We are also on Pinterest if you want to have any inspiration for any of those displays or worksheets at Twinkle Trainee Teachers and ECTs. And this podcast will be going out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Fantastic. Thank you, Ashley. Right. So personal statements. Now, we, we've we been really busy over at Twinkle HQ. We've been doing our job hunting week. I, I hope yeah. some of you out there listening got to join in. How did you find it, Ashley? It was long. It was hard, um, but it was really rewarding. And I think um, that the people that were involved in it, I think that hopefully they benefited from it and we had some really good feedback. So, yeah, it was a really, really good week, I think. Yeah, I think so as well. Now, our our favourite part was the mock interviews Mm -hmm. that we did. And at the time, those were only for paid Twinkle Ultimate members. We have some exciting news. We're going to start offering those weekly uh, for any Twinkle members at all. So any Mm -hmm. subscription tier in Twinkle. And those will be the sign up sheets will be going out on social media on Tuesday and Wednesday. I believe. Yep. Tuesday and Wednesday. It's a Google form. You can sign up. I I can't promise there'll be spaces for everyone every week because if we get a hundred applicants, we won't be able to do that in one week. Uh, And we're also offering support sessions. Would you like to explain those, Ashley? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's exactly that really. It's a support session. So if you want a little bit of advice or a little bit of help um, on any aspect of your trainee teaching or your job hunting or whatever it may be, um, you can sign up to one of our support sessions and you can just have a bit of a chat with one of us. There will be either one or two um, team members and it's just a really informal chat. We'll give you any advice and it, it might just be that you need um, someone to lend an ear um, whatever you need, um, you can sign up, you can let us know and yeah, we can we can help you in any way that you need. And I should also say we've got a giveaway on this show. Ashley and I will be giving away a mock interview to any listener of this show. You don't have to be a Twinkle subscriber and that will be at the end of the show. We'll let you know how you can enter for that. So 
personal statements, there's a bit of a story here. So last year, <laughs> long before you started, Ashley, this, yep. this was where it was just Hannah and uh, Hannah and myself. We ran a job hunting week last year, and I had the idea of offering to help look at people's personal statements on Twitter. And originally, I started it for people who had been applying for jobs and maybe hadn't gotten any interviews. So they, they'd sent out some statements, they'd had a good go themselves, and they weren't getting anywhere. And the idea was I would help. Yes. So <laughs> as you might expect, actually, this was quite popular. And we got quite an uptake. And already this year, I haven't even advertised yet. And already I've had people DMing the page and asking, are, are we doing the personal statement service? What's happening? There? You are in demand. I am in demand. Now, I want to make this really clear because this is not a Twinkle service. This is not something Twinkle are offering. Uh, this is just something nice I'm doing off uh, my own back and Ashley is going to be doing it as well yep. with me this year and maybe some other team members, but we're doing it off our own back and our manager's very nicely given us some time to do it. Okay. Mm -hmm. But this is not part of our regular job role. This is something a bit extra we're doing to help. Uh, so with that said, we are going to run it again this year, but we need to set up some parameters for it to realistically run for us to actually be able to help people and um, provide a good service and also help the people who need help. Uh, so I've set up a Google form and that will be going live with this show and you can sign up to send us your personal statement, but there are going to be some parameters because one or two people got a bit cheeky with it. <laughs> most people, yeah, Ashley knows what I mean. Uh, she's heard me moaning about it. So, <laughs> my, most people were really, really good. And actually, I should, I should be, I should do the teacher thing and focus on what went well. And actually, what went well is, I would say, eighty-five percent of people were using it exactly as it was intended to be, and they'd had a good go writing their personal statement. They really tried, and they just wanted some feedback, and that that was fine. I loved doing it, and I hope I helped some people find jobs. Now, the other 15% of people, <laughs> I got the distinct impression they'd just written it and they were after a proofreading service, which I, I'm not really happy to do. No, it's not the main bulk, really. You want the personal statements to come in just before you would send them to the school. So it's just the final check, it's the final look, and, and, and you know, it, does take, it takes you a long time to look at them. So you, you can't be proofreading. It does. People. And if, I, if I'm literally finding spelling errors that are coming up in a word spelling and grammar search, I know that mm -hmm. person's not checked it well enough and it, it takes too long to check it and provide feedback. Uh, so if I get statements like this or if we get statements like this this year, we will probably have to send them back and say you need to do a little bit more on this and then send it to us. Just like Ashley said, imagine it's ready to go. You would be happy to give that statement to a head teacher and have them read it right now. Uh, it's the best you can do. Send it to us and we will help you make it even better. That little kind of cherry on top. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, uh, <laughs> moan, moan over. I hope that wasn't too moany. I felt it wasn't no, bad. No, no, it wasn't no. bad. There was lots <laughs> of what went well. Uh, now we are going to give you our top tips for writing a personal statement, and we'll actually we'll explain what a personal statement is, how long it should be, and why it's important. Um, so, Ashley, who's going first on this? I have a feeling it 
might be. I think it might be you, but yeah, I don't mind going first if you want. Well, I'll do mine very quickly because I feel like I've been talking a lot. Okay, so uh, basically in almost every job application you get, and we're teaching a lot of the applications that are done online now, but you, you know it does vary from school to school, from county to county, so I can't promise they'll always be this way. But usually it's online and there's a part of the application that will say something like personal statement. It, mm-hmm. it might be worded slightly differently, but it's the most important part of the application. It's the part where you outline why you're a good fit for the job. And that should, we advise, be two sides of A4 in a 12-point font and a sensible font like Times New Roman, Arial, Correa, not Comic Sans, never no. Comic Sans. Okay. <laughs> so actually, why, why is the statement so important? Yeah, so a personal statement really is is your time to shine. So it's it's really important that the head teachers get to understand who you are, what you stand for, and what kind of teacher you're going to be when you walk into that classroom. They know nothing about you before you apply. So your personal statement is really the time to show off, to tell them all of your experience, um, and and to be just really positive about yourself. And I know I don't, I don't know if you're the same, Simeon. I always struggle talking about myself. I can give you the positive yep, aspects yep. of my friends and family, but if you ask me to tell five positive things about myself, I'm I'm struggling. Um, but you you've kind of got to brush off that anxiety of doing that, of talking about yourself, and 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 really talk yourself up, really, um, and just say how amazing you are and and everything you've done as a teacher. Um, additionally, which kind of goes back to to the thing that you mentioned at the start, Simeon, it's also a way that schools can tell your general writing, spelling and grammar abilities. If you're going to be stood in front of a class, Mm -hmm, you've got to be that role model for writing and spelling and grammar and and everything else. Um, And they are going to be looking at your personal statement to make sure that you can construct a sentence and you make sure that you can spell check and and all those different things. Um, So it's an opportunity for, it's an opportunity for the school to to figure out who you are basically in the short and condensed version. And I will say, if I could just add to that, yeah. we've talked to, well, we have several head teachers who work at Twinkle and we've talked to several other head teachers. And because NQTs, ECTs, trainee teachers, are likely to have very similar levels of experience and probably quite similar skill sets at the start of their careers. I mean, there's always going to be some differences. The yeah. personal statement is really the bit that will set you apart from the other candidates. That's the bit that head teachers will be most interested in. And I've even been told that some head teachers will go straight to the personal statement, read that, and then if they're interested, they will read the rest of the application. So um, that's, that's kind of how important it is. Yeah, it's the, it's the part that you really, really want to put loads of effort into. Make sure it's perfect. Make sure that um, you've worked really hard on it. And yeah, just just shows everyone who you are. Yeah. Uh, so that brings us on to one of the most commonly asked questions. And I might say one of the most painful things for <laughs> people writing personal statements to realize is you cannot just write one good one and send that to every school. That does not work. You have to tailor it to each school. And yeah. actually, you've got some advice on tailoring it. Yeah. So, I mean, tailoring it to every school, um, it it can be a lot of work. Um and it depends on how many schools that you are applying to. If you are applying to two schools, then you only have to change your personal statement twice. If you're applying to 10, 15, however many, obviously the workload can get can get bigger. 
but it is always, always, always good practice to try and tailor it as much as you can. So I would firstly start looking at the school's website and I would be heading straight to their ethos ethos and values page. Usually it's a a specific segment, normally under our school at the top of a website. Um, And you just need to read the the values and see if they align with yourself. Um, So it might say things like um, our values is that every child matters or celebrating difference, or they might be really um, pushing the sense of community um, and acceptance and all these different things. There's lots of different values that they might have. And you want to be looking at that and subtly putting little bits of information in your personal statement that shows that you've looked at them and you agree with them and that you are going to be pushing those same ethos and values when you work there. Um, Because head teachers are wanting teachers who are on the same page as them. Um, And also just for yourself, you want to be looking at school and thinking, yeah, that fits with how I feel. I'm going to have a good time there that school is a right fit for me because it goes both ways. You need to find the right school. And we've mentioned that in podcasts before. The second place on the website I'd be looking at is the head teacher's statement. Usually that's on the first page of the website. And I would just be reading that. Usually it might be echoing the ethos and values again, but they may use little keywords in there. They might use words um, like, Oh, I'm trying to think of something that they would say now. I'm, I feel like I'm on the spot. They might be talking about um, diversity in the school and, and celebrating differences, whatever it may be. And you want to be subtly dropping those in, sprinkling, sprinkling those into your personal statement. And one, the head teacher is either going to realise that you've you've looked and you've done your research and that's going to be quite nice. Or they're just going to think this person naturally fits with my school. That's great. It never hurts to butter the school up. So if you can research the school and you can say how interested you are in this element or if you're, you know, you really enjoy or you uh, really appreciate the school is going in this direction, the schools are going to love it and it it doesn't hurt. Um, The only other bit of advice I would give, if you can, I would be arranging a walk around the school. You'll oh, get yeah, a feel yeah. for the school. You'll be able to see how the children, the teachers interact. You'll meet the head teacher. And you can also drop that little bit, little sentence of when I was walking around the school and, and instantly they go, they're really interested. They're really committed. They want to come here. And it just makes you stand out a little bit. Now, I know that that isn't always possible for time timetable constri- um, conflicts or different things like that. Um, but if you can, definitely definitely try to and yeah it's just sprinkling little bits of information that you know um about the school into your personal statement and making sure that you're hitting every point on the personal specification as well that may be different for each school too and you need to make sure that you're looking at that yeah that's a really good point um sorry actually i jumped ahead straight to the personal specification but that's, um so if we're talking Let's say it says strong behavior management skills on the specification because that's the example I had in my mind. You can't just say on your personal statement, I have strong behavior management skills. That won't cut it because everyone will say they have strong behavior management skills. And it almost comes across as lazy at that yeah. point, if if a head teacher is reading a hundred statements and they all say, I have strong behavior management skills or words to that effect, but offer nothing else. So what's better is give an example of a time you've managed behavior, um, maybe 
a time when you had to deal with a difficult situation and use that to illustrate that you have strong behavior management skills and allow the person to see it from your example. Uh, just one word of caution there. You don't want to give a really, really long example. It's got to be kind of short and to the point. Yeah, exactly. And it may be that the personal specification has six, seven, eight points on there and you're only wanting to have a two side of A4 personal statement. You can't be dedicating paragraphs and paragraphs to this elaborate um, experience or example. You need to keep it short and sharp to the point and make sure that it they know what you're the point that you're trying to get across. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So once you've tailored your statement to the school... Mm -hmm. Probably the most important part of the statement is the first paragraph, the opening paragraph, um, because in the nicest possible way, if someone's not hooked by your first paragraph, they might not read on. Again, some head teachers will have 100 statements per job, so you might not get very long to grab their attention. So I would really use that first paragraph to say who you are, what kind of teacher you are, and why you like this school. And I know that's hard to do in a paragraph, but yeah. the rest of this statement you can use to expand on those themes. So you can think of it like the introduction to an essay. You're kind of outlining briefly what you're going to say in the rest of the statement, uh, but they should really get an idea of what you are like. Are you really enthusiastic, bubbly, passionate? Are you creative, sporty? Um, do you align strongly with their values, like Ashley was talking about? Did something to do with their ethos grab you or when you were having a walk round, was there something you noticed that made you think yeah this is the school for me yeah and I would also I think we, we've been talking about this off air Simeon the adjective that is always thrown around is hard working um, yes and passionate and yes <laughs> and as much as I, they are I am a hard working passionate teacher is the most common intro I've read Exactly. And you don't want your personal statement to be common. You don't want it to, to fit in. You want to stand out. So I would be really considering the adjectives that you want to use to describe yourself. You may think that you are hardworking. That's fantastic. But what's specific about you? Like Simeon said, are you sporty? Are you creative? Are you artistic? It's try and be as specific to yourself as you can at every point in your personal statement and they will get to know you as a person. I have seen some really good personal statements that have kind of had that lovely starting paragraph where it's just like, I'm an artistic teacher who believes strongly in play-based learning for early years. And that's why I want to apply to your school because on my walk around, I saw uh, you had this excellent outdoor environment for play-based learning, that kind of thing. Yeah, and brilliant. then they and then they jump straight into, but they don't make it too long, what made them want to be a teacher and then bam, 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 all their experience. But if you've got a good story of what made you want to be a teacher, that is a great way to demonstrate passion without yeah. just saying you are passionate. And some people yeah. have amazing stories. No, they definitely do. And you, you don't want to fall into the cliches. You don't want to say, I've wanted to be a teacher from for as long as I can remember. Because is that actually true? Or are you just throwing out that statement because you think it sounds good? If there is a specific story, like Simeon said, if there was an experience that you had that put you on this path, mention it. That will make you stand out. But don't be cliche. Yeah. And I'd say hardworking. I think it's a given that all teachers are hardworking in 2022. I think we You're can just say, say that. <laughs> That's just true for everyone. <laughs> Uh, right. So now we have all writing tips. We've got to, oh, Ashley, you have some great tips for writing. 
Yes. Well, I hope so. Um, so the, the first one that I want to put out there is, and we've mentioned it before, is to try and vary up your writing, try and stand out. And as Simeon said, that schools will be reading a lot of personal statements. So generalizations and common vocabulary, like we were saying with hardworking and passionate, um, can be repetitive. And if it becomes repetitive, it may become boring and they might not read on if they've got a huge pile and not so much time to, to, to spend reading them. Um, so the first one that you can be looking at are your different sentence starters. Just when you're writing about yourself, it can be really easy to start every sentence with I, I did this, then I did this, then I did this. This was something that I thought was really, really good. And we understand it. It's natural. You're talking about yourself, but that can become boring. And also, like I was saying before, you're wanting to show off your writing ability. So if you're, if you, if you're teaching children writing the first thing that we say is you know vary up your sentence starters use some fronted adverbials and different oh, yeah. things like that fronted uh, adverbials are fantastic for this actually yeah they yeah. really are so if, if you can if you can start using those that would be a, a, amazing um so it different things like exactly what we were saying before when i joined you for a walk around if you're going to be talking about a specific thing that you saw about the school um it could be on my second placement and then you would go into i did this some of them can be really simple you might also want to be thinking about um, using the words like furthermore or as a result consequently for this or that reason all of those just little changes although you might not think make you stand out on their own if you're using all of the other tips as well it just makes you it makes you sound really good to be honest i'll put it it simply it makes you sound yeah really good I I agree, but I'll throw in a small caveat. Quite often, people get a word that they like, like furthermore, for example, and then they use it four times in the statement and that detracts from it. So uh, if you get a nice phrase like that, like furthermore, like uh, as a result of, like however, or therefore, therefore is a big league word. You don't want to use therefore over and over and over again. You want to use it sparingly. So that would be my caveat. Use words like this, but don't pick one and keep reusing it. You know, vary those as well. And that will really make you stand out because that's hard to do. That takes attention to detail. Yeah. And and those are the sort of things, once you've sort of got those words in your your head, those are what can make your skeleton plan. So although we're saying that like you've got to tailor them to every school, you can still have a skeleton plan of sorts that you are adapting. You're not having to write a brand new personal statement for every school, but you are adapting, say, the the bare bone statement. But if you have got little phrases or you've varied up your sentence starters, you can keep those and just change your examples if they want different... um, areas of the personal specification if one school wants behavior management but the other one has talked about wanting you to be looking at assessment for learning your examples would uh, would be different but you might think about using the same sentence starters for for each one i hope that makes sense that does that really makes sense i mean there are some things that are going to be in every job specification for teaching are likely to be there will probably you'll need something on safeguarding i would bet probably mm-hmm. something on behavior management i i would bet maybe something on ict skills yeah um yeah especially with everything that's happened with covid um yeah, and maybe something on what you can bring to the wider life of the school i was I just would, about to say yeah. that yeah definitely um my next tip is one that um, 
I always say if someone asks. And it's for me, it's trying to avoid passive verbs. So if you're looking at your examples and, and say, for example, um, you helped the teacher um, on a school trip. If you put that into your st- personal statement of I helped the class teacher on my placement um, with the safeguarding of the class during a trip to, I don't know, a zoo, for example. I was going to say the zoo. Yeah, I think, it, I yeah. think it's a common trip. It is a common, and the sun is shining. It's making me think of going to the zoos. Um, but that word "helped" doesn't tell the head teacher that you that's reading your application what you did. Basically, what you're telling them is that the the, the class teacher took their children to the zoo, and you were there because we don't know how you helped. Did you have your own group? Were you in charge of the? Um, the counting of the children to make sure that they're all there all the time. What responsibilities did you have? And then turn it around so that you led a small group on a school trip to the zoo and my responsibilities were... Suddenly, you're putting yourself as the main focus instead of someone that's on the peripheral with the words like helped or assisted. They're not telling anything about what you did and, and this personal statement is all about you. Yep. And that's such a good tip. And it goes back to what you were saying at the start, Ashley, about selling yourself. This is the time not to sell yourself short. You know, I helped with the school play. I helped with the school trip. Well, actually, what what did you do? Because I bet you did more than you're saying. Because we we do tend to, to be humble, don't we, as teachers and kind of undersell what we do. We really do. And I think, and it's, and I, and I'm in no way saying to start elaborating on what you did. If you didn't do much on that school trip, I would be tempted to not mention it in a personal statement if you can't turn it to a positive for you. What we're not saying in any way is to then decide to say that you led a group if you didn't lead a group. It's got to be honest and it's got because if you're questioned on it and you can't give any specifics about what you did, you're going to be called out. So in no way am I saying to change it. It's just if you did do something, don't use passive verbs change it around to just focus on what you did in that situation. Yep. Just before we move on from writing tips, I did want to add something about structure because there there are lots of ways to structure a personal statement. Generally, after that opening paragraph, that's the bit I think should always be there, um, mm-hmm. just who you are and why you're applying for the job. I think that has to be at the, at the front of almost any personal statement. It's really about you, your experience your journey and how you meet the job specification and demonstrating that in kind of a systematic way. Now, as I said earlier, if you've got a really interesting life story or a journey that's brought you into teaching, you might want to lean more towards talking about that. If that's not you, that's fine. Talk about your experience more, give more examples and give an idea of what kind of classroom you'd like to be running in September, what kind of teacher you'll be, because that's what the head teacher wants to know. They want to know, well, if I hire this person and I walk into their classroom uh, in the second week in September, what am I going to see? Or should we do some proofreading tips? Because that's my favorite thing. Go on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. So a little bit of background on this. Um, I, I was a teacher for eight years. I said at the start of the show, what I don't tell people very often is that I'm dyslexic. And not terribly so, but enough where I have to proofread things a lot because I tend to see what I hope 
would be there rather than what I actually write. And as irony would have it, my hobby in my free time that I like to do is writing fiction. That's what I do in my free time. So I've had to get quite good at proofreading <laughs> to, to do this hobby that I do. And also for my job, um, uh, you know, parents don't like it if you're sending out letters as a teacher full of typos and things, you know, it's uh, <laughs> even if they really like you, they'll start to, to get a bit jumpy. Yeah. Okay. So after Job Application Support Week, I wrote a blog called Personal Statement Writing Tips for Teaching Positions. You can find it in our blog area, or if you Google Twinkle Trainee Teachers Blogs, it will be up. I'll, I'll put it up with the episode as well. And in this blog, we have all our writing tips. Uh, well, not all. I think, Ashley, you expanded on some, didn't you? Because you did a live. Yes, we did a Facebook Live, um, Donna and I, over on our Facebook pages. And we sort of took the blog that Simeon did and we expanded a few um, and we were just talking quite a bit in different general writing tips. So if you want to check that out as well, that can't hurt. Would they find that on Facebook or is that on YouTube now? So that's on Facebook. I think it may be on Instagram guides as well because Hannah's been uploading on our Instagram page and I think it's on YouTube. But if it's not yet... By the time this goes out, it will be on YouTube. Well, well put it, okay, so there you go. You've got two really good options there. You've got um, Ashley's live session and you've got my blog. Now, going back to the blog, the reason I mentioned it is because I've put my bulletproof dyslexia proof, I think, <laughs> system, well, at least for my dyslexia anyway, um, system for proofreading work. Okay, and here's how it goes. So uh, you want Microsoft Word open if you have Microsoft Word or similar program, make sure the grammar checker is set to English United Kingdom, not English United States, because that will cause problems. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then you want to go through anything that's red or blue underlined. Okay. I'm not saying you have to take every single suggestion it gives you, but you want to have dealt with all those problems. And if you're not sure, um, you know, if something's really confusing you, Google it. Okay. Next, I would advocate using Grammarly. Don't go for the paid version. You can if you want to, but there is a free version of Grammarly and you can just copy and paste your work there online and just go go through the same process, red problems, blue problems. Hopefully there should only be one or two if you've done a word check, but it's interesting. Sometimes the different programs will pick different things up. Okay, then back into Word, paste it back into Word and if you go into Word, there's a function called read aloud, which no one seems to know about. And it's the most useful thing in Word. It's like the snip tool. Just no one knew about it. And now it's everywhere. I want this to be the new snip tool. Like, yeah, I'd never heard about it until you told me. I, it blew my mind. It's it's so good, right? So you're in just normal Microsoft Word and you click on review at the top. And then four buttons along is a button called read aloud. And that will do exactly what you think it will. It will read out your whole document for you in a computer voice. You can choose the voice and the speed. But the reason this is good is because it will read what's actually on the page, not what you think is there. And trust me, I've had, uh, I've proofread things, you know, five or six times. I've shown them to my wife and then I'll put it in to read aloud and we'll still find a mistake. It's just the the mind reads what it wants to be there. It wants it to be correct. 
Okay, and then final thing. So you've done all of that. Um, you don't have to show it to someone five or six times. If you've been through Word, you've been through Grammarly, you've done a read aloud, then I would just show it to someone you trust. And that should, that should easily be enough to make sure you have a bulletproof statement that has no typos, no mistakes, and it's a very high standard. What do you think, Ashley? Do you not have to do all that when you write something? No, I, I mean, I can't say that I've always used those steps. I mean, like I said, I didn't know the read aloud function. But yes, I mean, proofreading for me, I'm the same. I, I read what I think. Um, and I always I always like to send it to someone who's not in the teaching profession as well. Like I used to send it to my mum and she had no idea what teachers were looking for but she would also just see if it made sense to her. There was obviously certain specific things and, you know, um, information that, that that schools will understand that my mum doesn't. Um, but just in a general way, I quite liked it. Do I come across as a nice person? Do I, you know, um, is this me? You know, because a lot of the time you can get lost when you're trying to find examples for this, this and this. And I used to always just send it to a friend or like I say, my mum, and it would be like, does this represent me? And my mum would go, yes, or no, it doesn't. That That's not you. And then, and then I'd go back and I'd tweak it and make sure that I shone a little bit more. Oh, and I should add, if you have one or two typos in an application, that's not going to ruin your application. That won't knock you out of the running. But I always think, why not take the extra 10 minutes to really proofread it and make sure it's tight? Because if you have an application with no typos, no spelling mistakes, that will make you stand out. Because trust me, almost every personal statement I've ever read, and I must be coming past 100 now, Mm -hmm. that I've found a small typo in. I think there's only one where I didn't find anything. So um, yeah, proofread. It will really set you apart. I I can't say enough good things about proofreading. (laughs) Definitely. Well, let's have a look if we're on to anything else. So what happens if they're still stuck, Simeon? So they've listened to our advice. (laughs) What can we do for these people? Yeah, well, if if you've done all that proofreading and you're still not getting a job, I think you definitely deserve some help. So um, fill in our Google form, send it to us. Okay, Uh, we will do our best to help you. And usually... I can find something. E- yeah. Even in very well-written statements, I can usually find, oh, maybe you could include this or maybe cut down on this or have you thought about adding a bit on this? Mm-hmm. It can also be really helpful if you have the job specification, if you can send that as well. Um, what I mean, we, can't, we can't go through it like a tick list and sort of make sure you're hitting that, but it can be helpful for us just to get an idea. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And and with that, I would be making sure um just to to make sure if to be on the safe side, if you are sending a um personal specification, just block out the name of the school and different things like that, just for data protection. Um but yeah, if you could send it to us, that would make our lives a lot easier to make sure that you've hit everything. We we could read your personal statement, think this is great and you've not ticked anything off on the personal specification you won't get that far if you haven't. Yeah. And alternatively, we actually have a resource for this called the um, Executive Summary. And that came from a job hunting guru, Theo Griff, who appeared with us last year on our podcast. You can still find her episode. And 
she wrote for a, I won't say the name of the magazine, but a very famous educational magazine for about 30 years in their job hunting section. And she came up with this idea of an executive summary, where basically on one side, you put in all the points from the job spec. And then on the other side, you just note down if you've hit it in your personal statement. So it's a nice, easy way of checking if you've done that, you could use that or you could just, what I tend to do with my wife for things like that is I'll, I'll, once I've written my personal statement, I will give it to her and the job spec and I'll just let her highlight and say, do you think I'm hitting this? And then I can go back and find anything that she thinks, oh, you didn't demonstrate that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, Friends can be brutal, can't they? Friends and family, but you almost need that sometimes. Brutal feedback can be really helpful. It can be yeah. annoying as well when you're a training teacher and you have no time to do all this <laughs> stuff. But uh, I, I tend to think this might sound time consuming, but it will save having a good application will save you time. Sending out lots of okay applications will actually take a lot more time than making one really good. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And especially if you've got that eye on that perfect school, you've found the one that you really want. You want to make sure that you're you're representing yourself in the in the best way that you possibly can. Right. Shall we talk about our giveaway then, Ashley? Because we did promise. Then. Okay. So this is a new idea for us. Okay. So after this episode goes out, if you want to win a free mock interview with Ashley or myself, um, we'll do that at a time that suits you within reason. Uh, we finish work at half five, but we can maybe go a little bit later, but we can't really do sort of nine o'clock at night. Uh, but we'll do, do a free <laughs> mock interview and we'll try and find a time that will suit you. All you have to do to enter to win is reply to either our Twitter post about mm -hmm. this episode or our Facebook post with our special secret phrase, which is free mock. So M-O-C-K, free mock. And if you do that and like the post, we'll, we'll leave that up for one week and then we will choose a winner at random. Did that that made sense? That made sense. I, I think that made sense. Like the post on either Twitter or Facebook and comment free mock. And you've got a week to do it after the post goes up and then we'll choose from random. Yeah. Thank you, sir. I'm really looking forward to reading some personal statements again and getting this Google Form system up. And bear in mind, it's a new thing for us. We may need to tweak it. We'll see how many we get and kind of what the quality is. And yeah, we can always talk to you about that next time. Uh, I will say, please do tune in next month. We've got a special guest. We've got an ECT mentor coming on, which will be very exciting. Great episode. Yeah. And uh, Ashley, should we finish just by going over the social media again? Yes. So on Facebook, you can find us at Twinkle Trainee Teachers or you can find us at Twinkle ECTs and NQTs. On Instagram, our handle is Twinkle Trainee Teachers and it's the same on TikTok, Twinkle Trainee Teachers. On Twitter, it is Trainee Twinkle. On Pinterest, it is Twinkle Trainee Teachers and ECTs. And this podcast will be going out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts and Stitcher. Thank you for listening, everyone. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye.